this episode, we dive into the famous keto diet and a mix of my personal opinion on dieting in general. I just want to quickly apologize for not getting this episode out on Friday. I've been so busy lately and just didn't have the time this week. Uh, But here we are, so let's get into it. The ketogenic diet has been around since the 1920s. The low-carb, high-fat diet gained a foothold when proven to reduce seizures in pediatric patients with epilepsy. While still prescribed for that purpose today, the diet is now used as a weight loss tool. Let's first discuss carbohydrates and what they are, just so everyone's on the same page. So carbohydrates are the sugars, starches, and fibers found in fruits, grains, vegetables, and milk products. Carbohydrates are macronutrients, meaning they are one of the three main ways the body obtains energy or calories. Carbs are the body's main source of energy. They are called carbohydrates because at the chemical level, they contain carbon, hydrogen, and oxygen. So carbohydrates provide fuel for the central nervous system and energy for working muscles. They also prevent protein from being used as an energy source and enable fat metabolism. Now, with this being said, let's get back to the relationship with the keto diet and carbs. So the keto diet is all about cutting carbs and eating more fat. Here's what the daily breakdown of carbs, protein, and fat looks like. So you have 5% of calories from carbs, including low-carb, non-starchy vegetables and small amounts of leafy greens. The keto diet excludes carb-rich foods like grains, beans, fruits, and starchy vegetables. 20% of calories from proteins such as meat, eggs, and cheese, and 75% of calories from fat such as oils, unprocessed nuts, butter, and avocado. So your body turns carbs into glucose for energy. So when you cut carbs from your diet, you switch to burning fatty acids or ketones. Breaking down fat for energy is called ketosis. It takes about three weeks of carb elimination for your body to transition into ketosis. This is basically a great diet if you have an event coming up. So say you have a wedding you want to get attend to and you need to lose some weight. Uh, This is great to lose fat to lose weight fast, but the issue comes when you break the diet. If you break it and overload on carbs, which is very possible for you to do, your body will gain all that weight right back very quickly. With that being said, let's get into the list of pros and cons for this. So pros. One of the major pros and one of the main reasons why everybody does the keto diet is for weight loss. There has been anecdotal evidence of people losing weight on the ketogenic diet, says Melinda Ring, MD, Director of Northwestern Medicine, Osher Center for Integrative Medicine. People also report feeling less hungry than on other types of restricted diets. People feel less hungry because fatty acids take a longer time to break down in the body. So weight loss not only comes from ketosis, but also 
from reducing calorie intake by eliminating food groups. Another pro. So no more low fat stuff. On paper, burning fats by eating more of them is enticing, which is why the diet has become popular. The keto diet allows many people to eat the types of high fat foods that they enjoy, such as red meats, fatty fish, nuts, cheese, and butter, while still losing weight. Another pro, so there's many multiple um, health benefits for specific people. So the keto diet helps reduce seizures in pediatric patients with epilepsy, which we discussed earlier. Um, Endurance athletes and bodybuilders also use it to scrap fat in short time frames. The keto diet is being studied for uh, mitigating symptoms for patients with progressive neurological disorders like Parkinson's disease. But scientific research has not confirmed benefits for these populations. I personally know a few people who have been religiously doing the diet for months and claim that their blood pressure dropped and their mind feels clearer. Um, In addition to losing all the all the weight that they had on and all the weight that they wanted to lose. So some cons. So carbohydrates may be important to mental health. A study published in 2009 in the journal JAMA, Internal Medicine, found that people on a high-fat, low-carb diet which is the keto diet, for a year had more anxiety, depression, and anger than people on a low-fat, high-carb diet. Scientists suspect that carbohydrates help with the production of serotonin in the brain. Carbs may help memory, too. A 2008 study at Tufts University had overweight women cut carbs entirely from their diets for one week. Then they tested the women's cognitive skills, visual attention, and and memory. The women on no-carb diets did worse than overweight women on low-calorie diets that contained a healthy amount of carbs. So this next fact I 100% agree with. Though carbs are often blamed for weight gain, The right kind of carbs can actually help you lose and maintain a healthy weight. This happens because many good carbohydrates, especially whole grains and vegetables uh, with skin, they contain fiber. It is difficult to get sufficient fiber on a low-carb diet. Dietary fiber helps you feel full and generally comes in relatively low-calorie foods. A study published in the Journal of Nutrition in 2009 followed middle-aged women for 20 months and found that participants who ate more fiber lost weight, while those who decreased their fiber intake gained weight. Another recent study linked fat loss with low-fat diets, not low-carb ones. Fiber, which we get from foods with carbs also helps to lower cholesterol, says Kelly Toops, a re- registered dietitian with the Whole Grains Council. 
The digestive process requires bile acids, which are made partially with cholesterol. As your digestion improves, the liver pulls cholesterol from the blood to create more bile acid, thereby reducing the amount of LDL, which is that bad cholesterol. Not enough carbs can cause problems. Without sufficient fuel, the body gets no energy. Additionally, without sufficient glucose, the central nervous system suffers, which may cause dizziness or mental health and physical weakness, according to Iowa State University. So this kind of relates to that keto flu people sometimes get when they start the diet. Um, You notice that you might be really tired, really dizzy, your mental state isn't very clear. That's basically due to this issue with your body not having sufficient glucose. A deficiency of glucose or low blood sugar is called hypoglycemia. So people who don't consume enough carbs may also suffer from insufficient fiber, which can cause digestive problems and a constipation. So regarding all these facts that I basically just read to you, um, I'm going to kind of discuss and get into my personal opinion about keto. Um, But before I get into this, I do want to say that I know people who love the keto diet and lost a ton of weight off it. They say they feel better all around and have a have seen actual improvements with their health. I also have talked to people who only lasted a few days on the diet and said they didn't want to stick to it because they were always tired. Regardless, I feel that this diet might be great if you are trying to lose weight for a major event, again, like a wedding. But to stick to this diet long term, I personally think it might not be the best for the body. Now, again, this is my personal opinion. So with this diet, you are missing out on some fruits, different vegetables, and grains. So it's hard and becomes very restrictive. So even though you are losing weight initially, maintaining it and keeping it off long-term can be challenging. And I personally do not believe carbs are bad for you. So let me rephrase that. Carbs aren't bad if you know the good versus bad. So if you do your research and identify the right carbs with portion control, then I don't think personally there should be any issues. For example, if you have a dish of vegetables and brown rice versus a plate of three donuts, using your own logic, we all know the healthier option. I also am a huge fan of fiber. Uh, Fiber helps you feel full, which in turn helps you eat less and lose weight. Not to mention, it's great for the digestive tract. So many foods that contain fiber are also concentrated in carbs. According to the USDA, which is the United States Department of Agriculture, women should consume about 25 grams of fiber per day and men should consume about 38 grams. Of course, yeah, they make fiber supplements and powders. I personally believe the best fiber for your body comes from the foods we consume. And this goes for any vitamin or anything that we need in our body. So a good example would be split peas. My grandma makes the best split pea soup. Um, But one cup of split peas is about 119 grams of carbs and 16 grams of fiber. 
Another one, chia seeds. One ounce has 12 grams of carbs and 10 grams of fiber. Both of these have unbelievable health benefits. Now to get into them specifically right now is kind of not necessary. You can kind of look into them yourself if you feel like it. Um, But both are extremely good for you and have great, great things and nutrients for your body. Um, In fact, I actually throw a tablespoon of chia seeds in my smoothies every single day and it helps me stay full throughout the morning until um, I feel like eating. So um, obviously it comes down to what works best for you. Again, most of these are just facts from Google with a mix of my personal opinion. So if you are on keto and notice it has been working, I'm happy for you and glad it's working. I just personally don't ever plan to try the keto diet or any diet in general. I'm more about portion sizing. I eat anything and everything. I love food too much to kind of limit myself on that. Uh, But at the same time, I do try to watch what I eat and how much of it I'm eating. So if I notice myself starting to spiral with days of greasy foods, pizza, candy, tacos, and alcohol, um, I'm able to stop myself and twist my diet back to like veggies, chicken, quinoa, water, and smoothies. It can be hard sometimes, but I also watch what when I am eating and how much. Um, I also noticed myself intermittently fasting without purposely even trying to. So I make it a point to try and have my dinner absolutely no later than 7 p.m. This is because going to bed on a full stomach is not satisfying to me. I feel gross because I feel like my body is just laying there doing nothing and burning zero calories in bed, even though that's not true. You're still burning calories while you're sleeping, believe it or not. I just personally don't think it's healthy to go to bed on a full stomach though. So let's say I eat at 6 p.m. I then go to bed around 10 p.m. without any snacks or anything. Wake up around 9 a.m. the next day and work out first thing. By the time I'm done with my workout and shower, it's noon. Count the hours from 6 p.m. the night before until 12 the next day and you get about 18 hours. So basically, I'm fasting for 18 hours without even realizing it. All because I set a time to make sure I am done eating in the evening. Now, obviously, I can't stick to this every single day because I work shifts for work. But on days I'm off, this is what I do. Now, sometimes I'll toss in a smoothie um, right after I work out in addition to my lunch. Uh, But that just pushes me over even longer. So basically, I'm only eating lunch and dinner on my days off. Uh, My body has been in the best shape it's ever been in by doing this. So this is why I feel like diets are all hype. If they work for you, again, that's great and I'm happy. Keep doing what you're doing. But this isn't just you know, clear proof for myself that you don't have to be on a diet to lose weight and look good. I strictly lost weight. And again, my body has been in the best shape it's ever been in all because of just, you know, intermittently fasting, but still having the opportunity to kind of eat what I want when I want, just watching 
my portions and having self-control. In addition, working out. I cannot stress the importance of working out and getting at least 30 minutes of exercise per day, no matter what it is. This combination has worked for me at least. So in general, find what's best for you. This is just my personal opinion and I've come to learn that you can't trust everything that's out there on the internet. It's healthy to believe what you believe and do what's best for you because everyone is different. I will not be posting an episode this Friday because I have a busy week. So stay tuned for my next episode, which will be in about two weeks. Uh, Thanks for listening, guys.